재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Over the years, a number of Korean neighborhoods have become iconic, taking on a character and a flavor that makes them attractive to international tourists. The neighborhood surrounding Hongik University, commonly known as Hongdae, is one of them. Its early days as a cheap eats and late cocktails haven paired really well with its role as a magnet for arts, performance, and live music. These days, Hongdae is one of a number of districts the Seoul government is targeting for a major investment revamp. Lots of funds are earmarked for improved infrastructure and zoning decisions aimed at attracting big business and tourists. Not everyone's happy about that. In fact, a fair number of people are fairly unhappy. Some bloggers describe the process as kangnamification, but there's a more familiar term, gentrification. Gentrification is a double-edged sword in cities all around the world. It can mean more fame and wealth for a district, but it can also dampen the original character that made the district hot in the first place. John Dunbar is a journalist and blogger who's been paying special attention to this issue of top-down gentrification and revamping districts to become tourist districts, particularly in the Hongdae situation, and he's here now to talk about it. John, welcome. Thanks. Yeah, it's great to have you. You uh, just put together an article that's getting a, a fair amount of praise in the Korea Times, this sort of full look at uh, the issue of kind of changing Hongdae. It's a decision uh, that uh, the government's making proactively, but some people kind of view it as uh, kind of killing the goose that lays the golden eggs in certain ways. Uh, It's something you feel fairly strongly about, right? Uh, Definitely. uh, I've been part of that community in Hongdae for about a little over 12 years. Yeah. When you first came, how would you describe what the community there was and how it's evolved? Hongdae in 2003, 2004, when I first got here, was totally unrecognizable from now. It basically looked like a residential neighborhood, as it still is at its core. But it was occupied by musicians who would come there to hang out with their friends, go to practice studios, put on shows. In those days, they were mostly playing to empty rooms, though. But uh, there was not really much at all of that glitz, none of the stores, no bright lights, not really a lot of loud music, loud noises out in public, mm-hmm. no buskers, anything like sure. that. The name Hongdae, the word Hongdae, over the decade or so, has kind of become to be its own brand. It's, uh, it's synonymous with indie music and sort of art and culture on a very independent level, on, yes. a, on a sort of pick-up bands level, live music, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So now when the government announces it's going to make it into a tourist district, how do we understand that? What kind of changes is that possibly bringing? As you mentioned, this brand was formed by these independent bands and uh, a lot of other cultural things, a lot of other artists uh, and nightlife that grew in the area. 
and kind of just made it attractive for more profit-seeking groups to move in. So you started getting franchises and all sorts of shopping places and stuff like that. And so this process has already been going on, and it has become a tourist destination. Organically? Uh, I would say organically, maybe not, because... It has felt at times like the the original community that formed the area is under siege. So maybe organically in a sense that people are starting businesses there to make money and doing well. But uh, with this new plan, um, it will give them the status of a tourist zone. And that will mean that uh, tourist-related companies can even receive subsidies for being there. Well, we're talking about tourism. That's modeled on other successful tourist areas, kind of like Myeongdong. Uh, yeah. You're encouraging a lot of international tourism. That's what tourism is. Yeah. And therefore, it almost, uh, it almost assumes or presumes the Asian market, the Chinese market. Yeah. So uh, places like cosmetics, uh, culture, Hallyu-related stuff, mm-hmm. you can, I guess you can expect the profile to go up. Yeah, and that will certainly change the uh, character of the neighborhood, which is has been historically uh, opposite of that. And there's talk of putting in a casino there? Uh, I don't think there are any plans directly for creating a casino, but the tourist zone designation would allow for the opening of casinos, as well as buildings up to, I believe, 50 stories tall. Wow. Uh, and the local sort of community influencers there, uh, the I guess the club owners, the musicians, the artists, there's some pushback from them. Uh, yeah, they don't like it because it is going to be really, really bad for them. Just last month, uh, the live music club, uh, Club Ta, closed its doors because it its rent was all of a sudden doubled. Yes. So I think we can expect to see that sort of thing happen to a lot more small business owners in the area. This is gentrification, which does happen uh, organically all over the world in Mm -hmm. great cities. Cities are charming for something. They attract a critical mass of people, and they kind of gentrify themselves right out of the marketplace. Yeah. But it's enhanced, in a way, with this sort of top-down engineering from uh, the, the local government and sometimes the national government. I think that's a little bit what people are pushing back on. Yeah, like, it's undeniable that this process has been really harmful to the live music scene but the government uh making this kind of status it seems kind of like a knockout blow almost yeah how instrumental would Hongdae in the past have been to kind of creating the very hallyu culture that uh the government now wants to foster i, I mean, don't think that uh it's really been too much part of hallyu Directly, at least. Okay. I mean, um, some of the bands that formed in the area do receive government money to go out and play festivals all over the world, like South by Southwest. Uh, But a lot of that was done on their own without that kind of national branding strategy. Uh And a lot of the bands in uh, in that area, like Crying Nut, Love Exterio, members have spoken to me about how they don't really care about, you know, the country they're from, and they want to connect with, you know, the world of music more than create this kind of K-culture thing. There's a lot of neighborhoods, uh, there's a lot of places where uh, you could pick and, and create a, a culture or a tourism zone, I should say. Mm-hmm. Why Hongdae? I mean, why kind of stampede into Hongdae and uh, change the very culture that has attracted so many people? Well, that culture itself has given the area its own flavor, which is uh, undeniably important to why a lot of other companies have picked up and gone there. Hmm. But also, uh, if you look at developments in the last uh, decade, they uh, put in two more subway lines. One of them connected directly to the airport. 
So it's a great place for tourists to be shuttled in, stay somewhere in Hongdae. Currently, you know, guest houses. Yes. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a, almost an ideal location right now. Yeah, it's an iconic neighborhood. It is just a few stops away on the uh, rapid uh, airport express. Yeah, I think it's about 40 minutes from the airport. If that, yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess it's, in a way unavoidable or do the people that are pushing back and trying to fight this actually envision themselves succeeding there's actually a documentary made about a specific case where the people that resisted gentrification actually prevailed yeah they uh prevailed and the owners of this uh restaurant that was being evicted managed to get a payoff to move somewhere else into Hongdae where they're still open now the musicians themselves who took part in that struggle though uh, basically have abandoned Hongdae. So they have venues all over the place, in northern Seoul, in Mule across the river, downtown. So um, they kind of emerged as victorious, but the musicians themselves said goodbye to Hongdae, I think. This is a, a soon-to-debut documentary, right? Party 51? Actually, it came out two years ago, but uh, we are screening it for free at Seoul Film Society later because this it's, month. Yeah, Seoul Film yeah. Society later this month because it's a timely thing. Yeah. Um, this is your article, which uh, was recently in the Korea Times, has a fair amount of uh, passion in it. Uh, how do you feel about this uh, this plan for Hongdae personally? I am generally frustrated with how the live music community is being treated. It basically made money for other people, and now the government is uh, making it so that they won't really be able to do it in that neighborhood anymore. And I uh, really hope that concern is given to where they could move uh, as an alternative to Hongdae. Are there many? Uh, right now, the best option is Mule, which is an old metalworking uh, area across the river. And I don't really like going there. It's, it is metalworking shops. The washrooms are primitive. Mm -hmm. uh, it is facing its own uh, gentrification process right now that is caused by uh, people of my generation moving there. So I don't think it could really sustain the same size and uh, breadth of a music community that Hongdae did. Well, and what Hongdae has is a uh, university. It's named for Hongik University. Yeah. It's right next to sort of this uh, uh, wellspring of yeah. youth and creativity and all this. I have a friend who does uh, photography over in Mule. It's called, she has an uh, album or a site called Mule by Night. Mm -hmm. And it's an interesting dynamic over there. During the day, it's hardcore working class, you know, guys making heavy metal objects yep. and by night it's sort of the the space transforms and all of these sort of shops and uh, warehouse spaces become live music spaces so who knows maybe that could develop into something on its own well fingers crossed uh who knows maybe we'll find a, an entirely different area like Daehangno or something and the thing is that a lot of other districts are being kind of targeted as these tourism zones mm -hmm. uh, do you know much about the the method by which uh, the government picks these or, or, or what they do, it's sort of, uh, it's kind of a one-size-fits-all approach for these various uh, zones that are being revamped into tourist zones, right? My understanding is that for an area to be considered, it has to be less than 10% not directly related to uh, the tourism industry by land area. Ah. So um, let's say in the case of Hongdae, you know, I, I don't know if the calculation works because there is... A grade school right in the middle of it. There are apartment buildings all over the place. Uh, it is still quite residential. So, yeah, it's hard to say if it, if, if it fits that requirement. 
that's probably why the government is right now only considering the plan and might back out. Who knows? Who knows? And we'll see, uh, you know, again, what kind of pushback there is by the uh, musicians and the artists of the community. It certainly gained an iconic status, Hongdae, over the years as a place kind of of indie spirit, uh, indie cred. John Dunbar is a blogger and journalist here in Seoul. appreciate you coming in today. Yeah, no problem. Well, as you just heard with John Dunbar, those plans to redevelop Hongdae are meeting with some pushback. We want to bring you the voices of some young people that are getting very proactive in making their voice heard on the issue. Hi, this is Byung Zhu Yu from the Hongdae Special Tourist Zone Countermeasure Meeting. Our opposition group was brought together to manage the local problems of the Hongdae Tourist Zone. The members consist of managers of Hongdae cultural art spaces, artists, and citizens who love and care about Hongdae. We are against this project, because this project can change the entire culture and character of Hongdae, and the administrators stubbornly enforced this decision. Furthermore, the Mapogu office has chosen Myeongdong and Itaewon as the models of this project. Both were considered as non-successful special tourist zone projects. We cannot support a project that is seeking to mimic a failed example rather than preserving and embracing the Hongdae culture. The phrase Hongdae culture holds two different meanings. One provides a culture where anyone and everyone can become an artist. The other embraces a subculture that is differentiated from the mainstream. For example, if mainstream music is like a franchise supermarket, Hongdae culture consists of indie artists which would be more like local mini-markets. We want Hongdae to be the mecca of various street art. We don't want to have a culture for tourism, but rather become a tourist attraction because of our culture. We hope to see Hongdae become a cultural hub that influences and challenges the world. You can find more information about us and also support us by signing our petition at www.facebook.com slash mapo sightseeing slash. And that's just a little sample of some of the voices swirling around these plans by the Seoul government to redevelop Hongdae. A little bit of pushback going on. We'll see how it develops. Stay tuned. Koreascape will be back in just a moment with the science of Korean medicine right after this.